What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. A time of recording, it is 3.19 p.m. on December 31st, 2018 is our last recorded podcast of 2018. And with me on the other line from Washington, D.C. is my good friend and our music, end of your music specialist, Jake Kinder. How you doing? Good. That's good to know. Good to hear. Uh, well, we're, we're going to get to a lot of different things about what we liked uh, about music in 2018. But first and foremost, as always, Jake, how was your day? Oh, it's been great. It's been great. I got to, to work from home for the majority of it. Um, I'm excited for 2019. 2018 was so great. Um, so let's just keep it rolling. Uh, do you have any big New Year's plans? Or is it just sort of make it up as you go? I was just thinking, I don't want to do anything. You want to keep it, it low-key. It is a Monday, and I'm going to act like it's any other Monday. <laughs> I'm going to cook myself some pasta, make myself a cup of tea, and watch some primetime television. That sounds good. The only difference between this Monday and any other Monday is you're recording episode 105 of Fighting Fire with Fire. It's our year-end music pod, and we're going to lay out for you what we're going to do with this pod. Jake and I have each meticulously made our picks on six different awards that we've made up for this episode. We have Best Album of the Year, Song of the Year, Most Slept On, Best Moment who won 2018, and then the legacy pick, what's going to last. So we're going to go through each of those six uh, categories and probably not only talk about the our picks, but give some honorable mentions and just use it as the vehicle by which to talk about our favorite stuff that happened in 2018. You ready for this, Jake? Oh, heck yeah. I'm, I'm really excited because even though... Uh, Drew, the first question that I have before we dive into our six, our first of our six categories, which is album of the year, is like in, in just off the top of your head, did you think that 2018 was a strong music year compared to the last two years, both of which at the end of which we've recorded podcasts? Um, I don't know. I think 2018 was great, and I thought 2017 was great. I think, <laughs> I mean, frankly, I think the amount of music. And how like democratized music has got so like so many people can put out stuff with like quality mixing and mm-hmm. editing. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I, I I don't know. I I I'd agree with you. I think every year is great. Can't have a down year. Yeah, like there's too I, much. Like even if like a bunch of projects that you anticipated were really good weren't so good, which happened this year and happened last year. Like I still can't say that this was a bad year. Like, I just don't listen to those projects and listen to a new artist that I haven't heard of that has amazing stuff. So, and yeah. I, I, think you're, I think you're exactly right. Uh, that being said, I think that uh, the fact that, in my humble opinion, the two best artists making music, neither of them released an album in 2018, Frank Ocean and Kendrick Lamar, it means that the top end of it isn't the same echelon, but that's, that's just me picking nits because top to bottom, every music year is great. So... Our first category is Album of the Year, and there were a lot of different directions to go, and I'm very excited to hear what direction you went in. You asked me, by the way, for the listeners, you said we were going to record this a a number of different times over the last week, and yesterday we were going to record, and you said, can I have one more day? Yeah. And I said, "What's the reason?" And you said, "I just, I just really got to make these picks that you know, yeah. you, 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 you put some time and energy and effort into it." And so, I, what is your album of the year for 2018? 
Well, yeah, so the, I think the main reason that I wanted extra time is that I did not have a clear album of the year. So I had to think really hard oh. about, about my choice. Um, and so for 2018, my album of the year is Wide Awake by, by Parquet Courts. Ah! Ah! So <laughs> it, ah! I'm... <laughs> I'm shaking my fist. So uh, 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 there, there, there was a part of me that wanted to make this a three-person pod. It was hard to do it long distance because our good college friend Eddie Brown um, always has running lists of stuff that he's listening to, and he is the person who showed me Parquet Courts early in the year and showed yeah. me uh, the song that ends with the lyric "Fuck Tom Brady." Right. Uh, and he still liked it. <laughs> what he still liked it. He liked it very much. Maybe because it says "Fuck Tom Brady," but. Uh, I, I, it's, I have not listened to wide awake cover to cover and that's on me. Um, but what I, what I heard of it, I really liked. And do you want to go into a little bit about why it's your album of the year? Sure. Sure. I mean, I think like, I, I'm not sure if Eddie showed it to me. I mean, I, he's been harping on them for a long time. Um, and it wasn't, <laughs> It wasn't until this year that I I really kind of joined the bandwagon, but I, I've gone through their their entire catalog, and they're they're really great, and they've been making good and in in my mind important music for a while. Mm. Um, so I, I think the the main reason I picked it is because I think it was just the best rock album of mm. the year. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a, I thought objectively, it was really beautifully made. I thought the lyrics were fantastic. They, they play with a few different genres that I think really work. Um, but also, like, I I think whenever I pick my favorite album, like, I think it has to have some kind of larger cultural significance to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one really does. I mean, I, I think just politically this was an important album. Not that I think it's going to change anything, really, but it... For, for like a a disaffected but hopeful millennial like looking to the future of American politics like right. this album really spoke to me um, it was it was you know kind of simultaneously mournful but but hopeful it was you know it really talked about things like labor and climate change and corruption and power in a way that I, I don't know was just really affecting and kind of stimulating. Um, Excellent. So. I clearly have to give it a, a, a several full listens because that's I, I feel lazy for not doing so. But I yeah, I mean, th- there's too much, dude. I you know, <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna pick some stuff that I, I know that I should have listened to that I didn't. Right. Cut. There's just there's just always a bunch of stuff. Luckily, as you can probably guess, because you and I talk about these things as we go year to year, my pick for album of the year is an album we both love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, parquet. So parquet courts. Just, just, just. Uh, do you know where parquet courts are from, or what number album this is for them? Because it's not like they're breaking onto the scene fresh as a band. This is just the most critically acclaimed album they've released, right? Yeah, I think this is the most popular album they've released. Um, and, but I think it's their third or fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout out to parquet courts, yeah. man. I, are they? Do you know where they're from by any chance? I believe they're from New York City. All right, that's a good place to be from. If you want yeah. to be at the epicenter of things, uh, because the person who who's I picked to have album of the year is from Philly. Her name's Tierra Whack. The album is Whack World. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
Yeah, I mean that album is fucking brilliant, but I did not think it would make your top. I I I couldn't. I just I, when I was looking over the list of albums, and I think both of us should talk a little bit about an album that just missed the cut as album of the year, and that's Daytona, <laughs> uh, the Pusha T album, which you know is is undeniable. But yeah. Pusha T's been around the block several times. It's one of the reasons why that album is great. But Whack World is completely and wholly unique but and i think is the optimal experience for the album is to watch the accompanying video uh for those uh, who have not listened here whack whack world it's on youtube 15 minutes uh for 15 songs each a minute long and accompanying music videos and she just completely lets you into her world and her different personalities and different flows and uh vibes the different ways she can rap and sing and Apparently, the live version of Whack World has the fuller versions of these songs, which I didn't know that there were, you know, completely full versions of the songs until I saw some videos of her. And I can't wait till she comes to Boston so I can go see her. But she's she's burst on and she didn't have an album before this. She only had a single called Mumbo Jumbo last year. But the the way that she goes about things is so swaggy. In so many, in in just vastly different ways. I know that you also love this album. Do you want to say what you love about Whack World? Sure. Um, well, yeah. I mean, the kind of the uniqueness of the structure of just having fifteen songs, each being a minute long, and them being like impossibly good <laughs> for being that short, though. Like somehow, and like being simultaneously super frustrated with her that mm-hmm. she didn't get mm-hmm. more music, and also like so grateful that this album exists. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, do, you, do you have a favorite track of the 15? I think we've talked about this, but it, you know, it could change month to month. I don't The hippo one. I think cause, because hungry hippo was on my short list for song of the year. It did not make the cut yeah. of song of the year, but hungry hippo, uh, kind of became the default. Not that really you could have a hit for 15, one minute songs, but, uh, hearing hearing she her say uh, I said thank you I designed it is is yeah. just unbelievably great <laughs> if you can hear that song and not like Feel start confident. feeling yourself and bouncing up and down a little bit then we can't help you so yeah. Parquet Courts and Tierra Whack are albums of the year I love it that's a great start for this um, other honorable mentions other than Daytona do that you want to reel off real quick do you have a couple other um, honorable mentions that made it agonizing that made you need that extra day yeah I was I was thinking about championships oh yeah oh my god the Meek Mill album oh my god I like sort of entertained Kid See Ghosts for a little bit um I have Kid See Ghosts written here yeah but decided against it um I think those were the two that really yeah. gave it a run. Freaking uh, Oodles and Noodles Babies, the song <laughs> on Championships, so good. gets me so hype. Uh, and just the fact that Meek really does, like, it's called Championships because the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He's just unabashed, genuine, just rides for Philly. Uh, Kid See Ghost was, and Daytona, obviously, both produced by Kanye, both seven songs. Is it, d- does that take away from it like if Pusha had maintained the quality of Daytona but it had been 12 songs does that push it over the top probably yeah yeah so that's the yeah, one I, the one time it, uh, it it takes away from the album that it's seven songs long usually it's it's a 
great thing that the whole thing's only 25 minutes. The brevity yeah, I, of it. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree. I, mm. I I want my albums to be 45 minutes long. 40 so 45 minutes, yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean that's kind of arbitrary, but like, you know, it's it's an EP if it's not that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's fine. EPs can be great. But like it, it's hard to compare like Scorpion and Whack World. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, one has five times the music, and like whatever you think about Scorpion, you know, it, it's just like it's so much harder to make a good album that's an hour long. Like yeah. it's such a feat. Absolutely, and uh, Scorpion. If you had just the eight best songs from Scorpion, it's a fire album. <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah, if you make a seven-song Scorpion, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. That, We'll, yeah, we'll, 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 pro- we'll probably talk about Scorpion a little bit later. It's not going to win any of these awards, but uh, I, we're going to move right on to Song of the Year, which uh, I think is, for me, was harder than Album of the Year. Uh, Whack World just as the one that I listened to the most and showed <coughs> the most people. Song of the Year, I think, goes... Uh, uh, you, you can choose from the hits a little bit more. I had. I'm gonna go first. First song of the year, yeah. if that's all right, Jake. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Please. The the I the the trio of runner-up honorable mention uh, monster hit songs this year were all really really good um, uh-huh. that I think deserve a little bit of shine here, and that's "Thank You Next" by Ariana Grande, uh, "Nice for What" by Drake, and "I Like It" by Cardi B. They were all great hit pop songs. Yeah. I think one was actually a good song, though. <laughs> oh, no! Get the fuck out of here! They're all actually good songs! Oh! Nonsense! They're all legitimately good. I'm a poptimist, I mean, though. An eternal poptimist. Yeah, I mean, I... You know, I danced all three of those songs quite a bit this year, but there's one that I would actually put on my Spotify right now and enjoy it. And that's nice for what? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. The, all right, uh, my song of the year is "The Story of Addy Don" by Pusha T. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's mine too. Yeah, yeah. I thought of the six categories. What are we most likely to have the same album of the year? And it was definitely oh, this. I really thought you weren't gonna put this. Really, you did not think yeah. I was gonna go Pusha T for album of the year. Uh, I, I, I mean, excuse me, song of the year. It's I, I ultimately didn't see anything else I could do because. He yeah. he outed Drake as having a child <laughs> on song. Deadbeat motherfucker. Do you, yeah, do, I just do you want to I, talk about it? I, well, I guess it was definitely the best hip hop moment of the year. Like, probably without a doubt. You know, like like the the week or two, like the release of the Duppy Freestyle to like a week and a half later was like the most fun hip hop was this year. No no me. question. No question. Like seeing the golden child of hip hop like scramble and be like so pressed by like one of our favorite MCs, Pusha. By one of the last OGs. <laughs> yeah. It was just incredible. Um and just having really no answer for it at all. And like I don't hate Drake or dislike Drake, but like it was pretty fun watching this all happen, right? Like I'm not. No, I'm you're not, not alone. alone. No, it was, it was also just jaw dropping that yeah. he had a child, and that that picture, that freaking picture yeah. of Drake in right. the blackface, 
Well, yeah, and the picture, the picture accompanying that beat. Uh, the yeah, the story of OJ beat. And and Nina Simone saying, "My skin is black." My skin is black. Yeah, oh. that picture is is. It's kind of cr- just in my brain, like yeah. forever now. Uh, uh, one of the, when I think of Drake, it's one of the first th- pictures I think about. It also is incredible and kind of a a, a, a a reflection of where we're at right now that it didn't matter like for Drake and his no, popularity not, like not at all not at all and he it, just, it's, it's like it's like stunning how much it didn't matter just whoosh it was yeah. it, it kind of reminded me a tiny bit I'm not you know comparing Drake to this person but it reminded a little me a little bit of the president and in terms of <laughs> like scandal and we just breeze right over it to the next thing you know yeah uh, but Drake Drake didn't really have a response to it he just explained about the blackface picture and how it was a photo shoot and then had some just the corniest freaking lines about his daughter on Scorpion so you know Pusha T wins the wins the battle Drake ends up winning the war because there's just he's just an unstoppable pop behemoth well yeah he he, he won the PR war the PR war right he didn't win any any war with Pusha nor will he ever nor will he ever Try and find the skeletons in Pusha T's closet. He talks about him. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he wears it like armor. Ugh. What is what is the Tyrion line from Game of Thrones? It's it's, it's you see, you know, he's talking to Snow in the in the, the first, first episode book. or two. Yeah. Yeah, and he says, you know, don't don't hide from the the name of bastard. You know, wear it proudly like armor. Use it as armor. It can never be used to get to hurt you or against you or something like that. So we both have the story of Adidas, the song of 2018. I love it. Okay, we're going uh, to the third category, which is most slept on, uh, which is super interesting uh, category because I it's it's hard to think about when when everybody when there's no such thing as subculture when everybody's got different niches. It's hard to kind of quantify what's slept on. So what did you have as your slept on of 2018, Jake? Uh, my slept on was testing by ASAP Rocky, mm. which I thought was a super super good album mm. that completely got buried in part by the Pusha T Drake scandal. Yes, and, and the release of Pusha's album Daytona, which I believe was on the same day. Yeah, maybe a day later. it did get swallowed up. Absolutely. Um, I thought it was really good. It was long. It had a bunch of great features. Um, Kid Cudi. Yeah, and you know, I felt like it was just another big step for ASAP going forward. He's one of my favorite artists, um, and nobody talks about it. I mean, nobody talks about it. About testing, not at all. I haven't had it, one testing conversation. Yeah, it's it's really crazy, and and you know, it's not like this is like a hidden dude. This is not like a up and comer. This is like a well respected, well liked, very good artist. What's the song with Juicy J? Is it called Guns and Butter? Yeah. <laughs> Guns and butter. It's just if I was like, ah, I bet Juicy J's. If you just someone told you that about an ASAP uh, song, you would have been like, ah, Juicy J's probably featured on that. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Frank Ocean on the what, the last song is called Purify. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that sounds right. And I, I'm sure uh, I think that's one of the only features Frank did the whole year, uh, yeah. other yeah, than his singles. Back on on call drops and he had the song with French and. The production is really great all the way through. It's seventeen songs. It's it's 
good. It has really funny skits, which I always appreciate in hip hop. Just brings back some of that nostalgia factor. For sure. Not not enough skits in a lot of albums this year. I had uh, a. I went in a different direction for Slept On this year because a couple of the honorable mentions I thought uh, Saba, the Chicago uh, rapper, got not much um, hype about his album. Uh, Agreed. Tiana Taylor, her like the fifth yeah. of the good music releases, did not get nearly as much hype as it should have because it was pretty good. It was certainly better than Ka- than Kanye's solo album. Um, yeah. And then I went with Courtney Barnett. Uh, Tell me how you really feel, the Courtney Barnett album, uh, as most slept on, because I am such a sucker for the way that she kind of takes. She's an Australian doing the sort of melancholy English aesthetic but with yeah. kind of driving strokes feel to a lot of her songs. Uh, and I love it. I love all her lyrics. I love uh, her voice. And I come, I find myself, especially because I'm commuting all the time in transit, I listen to that album all the time. Tell me how you really yeah. feel, Courtney Barnett. That's my most slept on. She's, she's one of those few modern artists where you never have to ask if you're listening to a Courtney Barnett song. No, never. It's always yeah. completely her. And I am really mad that I missed her uh, when she came to the House of Blues in Boston and got to got to perform got to perform because I love going to shows at the House of Blues. I think it's a great venue. Um, that's that's our slept on. You had <laughs> you had ASAP Rocky testing, and I had Courtney Barnett. Another honorable mention for uh, slept on is Jid. Uh, whether we used to pronounce it J-I-D or Jid, his album, DiCaprio 2, that dude... It was super good. That dude might have... The, 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 after Kendrick, I don't know anybody who can do as much with their voice and flows yeah. as Jid. He's outrageous. Um, so if you haven't listened to DiCaprio 2, listeners, listen, go out and listen to DiCaprio 2. Okay. Best moment, which is... These last three, these last three categories are kind of... Uh, you can interpret it however you want. It's way less yeah. cut and dry than song, Very album, subjective. or slept on. Super yeah. subjective. So it could be a verse. It could be a line. It could just be a single second of a song. Um, say again? We're going to be all over the place. Where we are going to be. We absolutely are going to be all over the place. Um, I will go first. And I had a couple of different funny honorable mentions for this. I thought the moment in Tierra Wax... Uh, uh, during Silly Sam when she says fuck Patty Patty fake is <laughs> so great yeah I whisper that to myself probably <laughs> three times a week <laughs> fuck Patty Patty fake uh, the the I, I had to give I have to give a shout out honorable mention here to the line in God's plan the I only love my bed and my mama I'm sorry like a fucking all time line <laughs> just just like Maybe the single most memorable line of his whole career. Yeah. Which is just like being in a bar when that comes on and everybody knows it and it's just so every single person. As a DJ, having performed a few DJ sets and cutting the music and just hearing everybody say it, it's like, oh my god. We reached that point. I like technically I don't know why it's so good, but it's so good. It's it's just the way it cuts off and the beat slaps back in is is the most satisfying like hit of dopamine. <laughs> yeah, but my, but my favorite moment of single like verse line moment of 2018 is the first verse Tyler the Creator has on potato salad with ASAP <laughs> Rocky. Yeah. Uh, and the the complete 
version of that is when you're watching the video of him and ASAP in Paris and there's a moment where he is directly in front of the Eiffel Tower and a rainbow goes over it and him him saying you know you cop gems I cop houses and fill them with some Leo DeCaps and Cole Sprouses Uh, it's just I just I just get so hype and the beat is an old Missy Elliott uh, Kanye beat from 03 from a song called Knock Knock it's 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 a perfect beat for Tyler to rap over and it's I love him and I love that he is still peaking now Uh, uh, a year after Flower Boy he's still riding the wave the wave of his prime this is his prime so yeah, sure. I, I, I'm glad that it's continuing. What was your favorite moment, musical moment of 2018? Um, so I think I think there I could have picked a few a few moments from this album. Also, honorable mention to me listening to the story of Eddie Don for the first time oh. with you speakerphone. You with that? me? That's right. I showed it to you, didn't I? Yeah, you like texted me in all caps like. 911 emergency. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? He's like, push or respond. Uh, I was like, I was like, mayday, mayday, mayday. Stop <laughs> yeah. what you're doing. Um, uh. I mean, th- that was probably the most impactful. Well, well, I, I don't know. I, I was just screaming. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that you put that on wax. <laughs> on, um, but as far as like, the the moment that probably affected me most profoundly and that still kind of chokes me up every time I hear it is the second half of Cuddy Montage mm. of Kid Ghosts, which is you oh. know the the very end of this incredibly vulnerable album, um, almost exclusively about mental illness and kind of getting over the hump, and then you know having this this really beautiful Kurt Cobain sample on it obviously evokes feelings of not being able to get over it um and you know kanye repeating over you know and and the context really matters and the context is that that kanye had a really terrible year um like maybe like maybe the end of days kind of year yeah and you know pretty much disappointed everyone that really you know used to call call themselves big kanye stands myself included myself included was incredibly just you know irresponsible and and you know we i guess we all know the kanye story but yeah so so within that context him kind of pleading to god to save him you know during this album when it's so clear that he was kind of cascading down this hole um with Cuddy, you know, right by his side was just, I don't know. I, I felt like that was, mm-hmm. you know, maybe kind of the last, the last gasp of him as he kind of fades into obscurity. I, I really think uh, that Kid See Ghost might end up being the, the, the curtain call. Uh, I, I, obviously, we both hope we're wrong, but that's kind of what it felt like, that that'll be his last great musical moment. Uh, yeah. And and there are a bunch of great moments on Kids See Ghosts. I think when the beats drops in the Louis Prima song and he, he does the Lacoste line, isn't it just the the first time the first time I heard that I I got up out of my bed. <laughs> I was like I was like up with the covers up over me, like almost about to take a nap, and then that happened, and I got right up, connected it to my speakers, and just wilded out. 
But yeah. Cut, you're right. Cutty Montage is, is a great choice. And uh, for for the 10 year, it, 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 it is more affecting have, having followed the two of them together for a decade. And and yeah. whether uh, being unsure whether they would ever have a moment like that again. Yeah. Uh, so that's those those are our moments, Tyler and Cuddy. Uh, and now we get to the two the two hardest, and I'm I'm kind of most excited to hear what you have as these two categories of all the categories that we selected. Um, yeah. The first being who won 2018, and. I want you to go first. Uh, sure. I, the, uh, I obviously I should go first. <laughs> who do you have in your opinion, Jake? Just as, as subjective as it gets, who <laughs> musically who won twenty eighteen? I'm gonna put out my man's Meek Mill. Oh, such a good choice. And it's the such reason. A good choice. The reason I, you know, is is primarily music. I mean, I thought Champions was awesome. Championships. And, sorry, sorry, Championships, and um, and just like Parquet Courts, Wide Awake. I felt like culturally and politically, it was it was really relevant, and it mm-hmm. was kind of what people needed to hear at the same time. Um, and you know, I I'd never been a huge Meek Mill fan, um, but obviously, just given what had happened with him and Drake and then him him going back to jail he became kind of you know bigger than hip hop mm-hmm. uh, and you know he had you know to put it mildly a, you know a pretty bad 2017 yeah <laughs> and you know losing his relationship losing his freedom um and then you know getting an appeal and then getting out um, and then you know, being directly flown to the Sixers game to ring the bell. Oh, um, you know, sure, it, sure, it, sure, you know, sure didn't help them against the Celtics. They lost in five <laughs> games, but <laughs> um, you know, just a, a guy whose who city never gave up on him, and who it seemed like the industry never really gave up on um, to come back, make an amazing album, and then completely transcend music and become kind of this new face for prisoners rights to you know finally defeating mass incarceration um has just been like you know a, a comeback that i don't think many people except maybe you know probably his closest yeah i, I didn't this family expected you know it it seemed like kind of like a derrick rose kind of thing of just kind of arising out of the dead to have you know one really you know impactful moment and you know it, it seems like it's going to continue i mean there's no reason to think it won't i i i did not think that he was going to have an arc this important or triumphant i'm super pumped if you would you know and this is the great thing about uh certain parts of pop culture is if you had played me i'm a boss when it came out with him and rick ross and was like yeah this guy's gonna be bigger than hip-hop he's gonna be yeah a, a huge voice for for like ending mass incarceration <laughs> i would have been like what right <laughs> and and here right. he and here he is that's a fantastic choice meek mill right i mean because he was you know he was kind of painted you know both by the justice system and probably you know you know culturally more mainstream as you know just like another thug who like fucked around and didn't get his guns registered was where he belonged, you know, and 
you know, frankly, you know, he rapped a lot about gang shit and like, you know, you know, I, I think people thought that was, you know, that was just going to be his, his undoing. And he just completely flipped that on, you know, on its end and really showed people kind of more about him, which, which was great. Underrated part of the Meek Millisance is uh, the scene in Creed 1 with the ATVs when they're blasting Meek as Michael B. Jordan is running in that hoodie. Yeah. So good. Uh, my pick for who won 2018, and there are a couple of honorable mentions here. Neither of us picked Drake. Neither of us picked Travis Scott, who had his best year by a mile. Yeah. Um, and I think a couple of guys who... Uh, those were the obvious choices. Right? Those those were obvious. Those two and Post Malone were the obvious choices. Yeah, but fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, side note: I just saw on the day after Christmas, I saw the new Spider-Man movie, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, good. It's a the best Spider-Man movie. Uh huh. And b one of the best superhero movies. Uh-huh. And. Uh, like, like you should definitely see it, even though you're not a superhero movie guy. And see the song, the the main song, Sunflower, with Post Malone and Sway Lee, made me realize the year Sway Lee has had. I think Sway Lee uh, uh, has totally exceeded my expectations for him when he was just, you know, half of Ray Shermer yelling, I don't got no type, bad bitches is the only thing that I like. He's had a crazy, crazy run the last year or two. Um Involved in the Black Panther soundtrack, just has his has his fingertips kind of uh, everywhere. But Wait, my is that your choice? what's up? Is that your choice? No, my choice okay. is Ariana Grande. Okay. Uh, okay. And Ariana uh, Ariana Grande had a tumultuous year uh, uh, for good and bad reasons uh, because she is no longer engaged to Pete Davidson and her ex Mac Mac Miller. Rest in peace. Um, OD'd and she got freaking groped by a pastor at Aretha Franklin's funeral and uh, took all that and made the best song of her career. She made Thank You Next and made an album sweetener that kind of, to me, turned her from a pop star into an actual musical artist. Um, yeah. I really liked Sweetener. Uh, mostly front to back, you know, she had a lot of help from a lot of great producers. Mike Will made it, Pharrell, et cetera, et cetera. And God, God is a woman is just kind of a great idea for a song. <laughs> and but 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 thank you. Next is the peak. I think it's gonna end up being sort of the peak of her career. Uh, is that song and the the idea of sending a message to everybody, especially women, being like, "Hey, you, uh, we're gonna take the good and bad parts of our past relationships and move forward." Is pretty great. So, I think for her as a 24 year old to come out the other side of a lot of traumatic stuff with the best moment of her career that she won 2018 for me. Yeah, I I like that. Yeah, and that and, be- and, and you're not even mentioning the fact that. Her, her concert, I, I guess it was the Manchester, like, right? The Manchester concert was targeted, right? And that that happened a couple years ago. And was it this year that she went okay. back and had her concert for Manchester? I think that also happened this year. So there you go. Uh, Ariana Grande and Meek Mill are our choices for who won twenty eighteen. And now we get to the one that we can't accurately really say because we, we don't we the answer to this question is just going to unfold over time and that's what's going to last what's the sort of the legacy question of 2018 what musically is going to have the biggest footprint we have to play the prophet we have to play the prophet he said as he yawned <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, we've covered a couple of things that might be might last here. I think the the whole end of Kanye might end up being what 2018 is partially remembered for. I think people might remember it as the the coming of ages of Jid or of Tierra Whack. Um, but for me, what is going to last is an artist we haven't mentioned yet, and that is someone who I am going to see this uh, in a couple Fridays, January 11th, with the whole Rose fam, my mom, my dad, my sister, and that's No Name. Mm. Yeah. Room 25 is uh, wonderful. It is uh, uh, got all the critical acclaim that Telephone, you know, deserved a couple years ago and got to some extent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and oh, she... Yeah, she for her to to continue to make like no name brand music but push it even further uh yeah. uh exceeded my wildest dreams for what the album was going to be um one of the honorable mentions that I didn't mention for favorite moment is when you click play on the first song of room 25 which is self that intro uh and it's just a minute and a half of you sinking back into her world <laughs> yeah yeah uh and her saying, maybe this is the album you listen to in your car <laughs> when you're driving home late at night, really questioning every god. Religion, Kanye, bitches. Like, that's like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm back. Oh, I missed you, No Name, so much. And I think if, if we, uh, I think her and Tierra Whack uh, uh, rap is in really good female hands for the first time in a while. It's really yeah. cool. Uh, and I think 10, 15 years from now, you'll look at Room 25 as sort of the, the full flowering of somebody who has a chance to end up being one of the cooler, better artists of her generation. Yeah, or like the second step to like a 10-album career where mm-hmm, she just mm-hmm. takes over Lauren Hill's crown. Right. Uh, and obviously that's optimistic, but, but yeah, I, I can't believe we forgot to mention uh, Room 25. Yeah. And do, don't you like... When I listen to No Name, I just like, I feel like I, I just think of like shades of blue, you know? Shades like, of blue. Like, like warm blue blankets, like enveloping. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, definitely warm. Yeah, her, her voice is just like soothing and, and literally like transports you. Mm-hmm. One of, one of the, and like Courtney Barnett or like a handful of people, you never, ever have to ask if you're listening to a No Name song. It's like she's not even singing or rapping. Right, she's, she's in syncopated ways, <laughs> it's, and it's just great. It is great, it's completely unique. Who? So, what's your pick for what's going to last from twenty eighteen, Jake? Um, so I have like an honorable mention, which is uh, Gambino. Mmm, that's such a great fucking call. And obviously, he didn't put out an album this year. He didn't put out an album last year. Um, but what he did do was make the best television show of the year. Which I still yeah. haven't finished. Oh, You're a moron. I know I'm a moron, I know. <laughs> make the best music video of the year. He did make um, the best music video of the year. Yes, he did. Clearly. And, and just like a really great song. <laughs> you know, in, independent of that. Um, but his, his overall cultural output, I think, is is kind of... It trumps everyone else in hip-hop, but... That's such. That's a per. A that, that's a perfect. That's a perfect choice. And even the yeah. even the video for one of his two is it feels like summer and summer magic were the two late singles he put out. And yeah. the video for feels like summer just is sort of a a what up to everybody in the hip hop world 
because it's, it's like that animated music video where he's walking home. I thought that was cool, too. Not nearly as good as the This Is America video. Also, the This Is America memes were pretty great. The Someone taking the video and putting Call Me Maybe to it was pretty, pretty funny. Um, Jake, if you can hear me, the w- one thing I wanted to do, first of all, uh, congrats to us on getting through this podcast in a really timely 40 minutes. Agreed. So actually, Childish was an co- honorable mention, though. What? Yeah. Answer, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you missed that preface. Yeah, there was a preamble. So what's your pick? It's it's Kanye's meltdown. Ah, yeah. It's it's yeah. the artist of our generation sinking into reactionary politics and mental illness seemingly simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, in a way that, you know, is completely disorienting for anyone who's followed him. Um, even in the past, you know, five years, let alone fifteen. Um, he, yeah, I mean, you know, say whatever you want musically. You know, he he was bigger than music. He is bigger than music. Mm-hmm. Um, and his legacy could have been whatever he wanted it to be. Um, and as of now, his legacy is tragedy. Yeah, and and you know, just like abandoning not only his fans but you know his people i just all i think of is is obi-wan saying you were the chosen one (laughs) 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 you were supposed to bring balance to hip-hop not leave it in darkness yeah so yeah man like i you know i don't really know i don't really know what to say about him you know because neither do i if obviously if he's in this really dark kind of hole you don't want to be too harsh on him because obviously people go through shit and what then what they need is patience kind of not criticism um but a lot of what he's done this year is super indefensible absolutely super absolutely indefensible and Um, yes dangerous and you know like being used (laughs) as a prop by like literally some of the worst people in this country as they hold power over so many of us. It's just mm. like, it's just fucking gross, man. Like, like, you know, this isn't Taylor Swift, like not saying anything during 2016. Correct. Correct. You know, like sometimes stars care about money more than they care about how they change, affect the world at all. And like, I, I think you're a narcissist, but you know, whatever, that's fine. No, this is much worse than that. But this is, this is siding with the enemy. This is using your cultural capital to make sure the worst people in the world maintain power in this country. And fuck that. And fuck you for doing that. Yeah. And I'm big time. That but like, you have too many friends that are too smart and know too much about this shit for you to like you know use anything like that as an excuse like if john legend wasn't like on your speed dial maybe i wouldn't be so critical but like john legend is on your speed dial (laughs) and john legend can like explain to you everything that you already know clearly because you've talked about it in your music for 10 years you yeah you it's like you you, you're an incredibly intelligent person shown that you know it really did all fall down didn't it yeah oh damn it so yeah, I, I kind of hate ended on that, but like, I mean, I think no, it's it's as far as legacy goes, like it, it's the year that he ruined his legacy. It's the year that he became a fucking joke, and and even more than a joke, a a, a member of the wrong side, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a 
That was that was all very well said, Jake. I can't think of anybody who I'd rather have on this podcast and say that because the two of us have had more late nights talking about Kanye than pretty much anybody. <laughs> Any healthy adult. Should. Any healthy adult should. And I, I stayed up. I stayed up like to three a.m. every week for five Fridays in a row to watch his his him live stream his new albums. Right. And yeah. it it was. I, I have a, a completely unhealthy, unhealthy fandom of him. It's it's and but it's for from two thousand let's say two thousand one when he first releases his uh, uh, the single Izzo and he produces it for Jay Z. From then, all the way through to uh, Pablo, it was worth. It was like kind of justified to have that kind of healthy fandom and endorsement of him. And as much as he did some crappy, some occasionally crappy things in those 15 years, the pros still outweighed the cons. And then you can't, I, I can't, we can't, we, we can't endorse him anymore or defend him or any, or really, we, we hope he gets better, but you can't support any of the things he said or done in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, also one, one tiny, uh, he went on an absolute tweet barrage uh, a week or two ago, and one time he, it, one of the tweets he said was, "I will never make a diss record. I will never make a diss record." And someone quote tweeted it saying, "Bad Italian accent." So it w- became, "I will never make a diss record." <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's uh, that's a, an unfortunate note to end on. But I think we can save it a little bit by asking you, Jake. We've had that uh, was my dad making a little cameo coming and popping in and out of this room because uh, I'm staying in a house in Florida with 30 people, Jake. I can't believe we managed to get secluded enough to do this pod. But I wanted to ask you as we head into 2019, two things. The first is, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Are you a New Year's resolution guy? Uh, no, I want to read more books. Everybody, everybody wants to read more books. I also want to read more books. I agree. And do you have any any uh, artists that you really, really hope uh, release music in 2019? Frank Ocean. Yeah, yeah, it's probably number one, right? That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> did and we? He's been did so good about his singles and his features. Yeah, he's know? been he so good. Didn't, he didn't go back into his hole. Did Moon River come out this year? Did Moon River come out in 2018? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. And we didn't mention that at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but sh- did Chanel come out last year? Yes, the all the the other four came, uh, the other four or five came out the previous year. He sees Which is both great. sides like Chanel. Yeah. yeah, just come out with more music, Frank. Uh, Jake. Honestly, when we were thinking about best song, I was like, God, I hope Chanel came out in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Sorry, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, story. I mean, story of Addy Don is gonna live on. It's also the song that I think you could least choose. What song would be most funny for uh, for us to choose as a karaoke song? <laughs> I, be up there. I, th- I think story of Addy Don is way I up mean, there. Not, not so much as funny as inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, you're like completely and utterly inappropriate. <laughs> like, not okay. Uh, Jake, I want to thank you for coming on the AJ Road Show for the third year in a row. We lost the last one to the Digital Sands of Time, but we have our old 2016 one, which is up if you want to go listen to it. But this pod should be up either on New Year's Day or on January 2nd. Um, I love you, Jake. Happy New Year to you. I'll probably call you later tonight. Um, And is there anything you want to say to the people before you get out of here? Uh, I love you too. I love us all. 
everyone should go watch Elizabeth Warren's video. Yeah. President, because mm. it'll make you happy about the world. Real, that's but, good. Shout out to Liz Warren. Year is uh, better than the last one. Yeah. We kind of had a rough go of it. Didn't we, we we definitely had a rough go of it, but I'm I'm always been a glass half full guy. I think 2019 is going to turn some things around. So for Jacob Kinder, I'm AJ Rose. You've been listening to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. Fuck Mitch McConnell. Forgot to say that the last couple weeks. Always got to end the podcast with that. Fuck Mitch McConnell, and we will see you guys in 2019. Cheers.